I can stop recording if you got some dirt. This is like. what I really revealed that Seth is actually an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's not, he's not. <laughs> Don't you dare edit that in. Thank you for joining the WWSD podcast. We are sponsored by Collector's Maze. You can find them at www.collectorsmaze.com for all things related to fandom, comics, creators, movies, television, cosplay, and much more. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Kyle and Seamus. And tonight we bring a special guest, uh, Sarah de Guatemar. She is an animator that has worked on uh, such things as like Robot Chicken, Family Guy, Celebrity Deathmatch, the Lego Batman movie, Coraline, plus many more. She's pretty awesome, and we're really excited to have her here tonight. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We have Sarah and she's uh, she's going to kind of introduce herself and we're going to kind of ask her some questions about the industry. So she's worked on a bunch of really cool things. So we're really excited to ask her some questions. Sarah, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I'm Sarah DeGodemar. I'm a stop motion animator. Well, I, I guess I'm also a CG animator. I should say that. Um, I grew up in Kansas City and I went to college at NYU Film School. Um, I focused on animation uh, mostly. And when I first graduated, I worked at Jim Henson, uh, but it was, uh, I was like a PA. It was, you know, it's puppeteering. Um, so it wasn't animation. And uh, then I got a job doing 2D animations in like um, in After Effects for doing station IDs and logo animation. Uh, we did some commercials and stuff. It was a small company in New York. Um, at the time, I thought I, what I really wanted to do was stop motion, but there really wasn't a lot of stop motion. I mean, there had been The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, but there was, I mean, it wasn't like it was something that uh, you could say, oh, I'm going to make a career out of that. There just didn't seem to be a lot of work. Um, but then I got really lucky because they started um, the show Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV and they needed people um, they didn't have they didn't have a lot of people to choose from, so I would say they were a little bit desperate. So they were willing to take on people who weren't very good, which would be I was one of those people. So that was sort of my big break because uh, I learned everything on that job. It was it was an amazing opportunity. I worked for like a year and a half, and it was just churning out animation. And they were really you know big punches and kicks and really dynamic stuff and. Uh, while I was working on that is when they invented this thing called the lunchbox, which was a, cause before when we first started shooting, we couldn't play what we were animating. We were just, um, we had, you know, do you use Adobe Premiere? The very old version used to have this thing where it was, uh, it could capture images and you could kind of scroll through with your mouse and you could, so you could see what you were capturing, but you couldn't play it in real time. And that, that was how we shot the very beginning of Celebrity Deathmatch. So the animation was very rough. Um, and then we had this thing called the lunchbox, which you could, you could hit play and it would, it would play all your frames that you were shooting in real time. So the animation immediately took off. Like it was sort of the greatest learning tool. You know, everybody got a lot better. Um, and then, so from there, I got a job at Will Vinton in Portland. And uh, I was working on a show called Gary and Mike, which was um, was originally supposed to be on Fox. They had an animation night, you know, they had the Simpsons and they had the PJs and they were gonna have, there was gonna be just this whole, lots of animation. Um, and halfway through shooting that, they actually decided not to do it. They pulled the plug. So we all lost our jobs. And I started working on the PJs, which was also at Wildington. 
Uh, and then they sold Gary and Mike to the WB, I think. And uh, and so we started we we started up again. We finished that season, so that that did finally air. Um, let's see. After that, um, what did I do from then? I worked back at MTV briefly, and then I worked worked in a couple jobs, and then I ended up in California uh, at the at, with Art Clokey, who was the inventor of uh, Gumby, and Davy and Goliath, and. He was a it was a Davy and Goliath uh, snowboarding special. It was they were bringing it back, um, so I worked on that, which was pretty cool because he was you know he's a legend. Um, let's see. After that, uh, oh, I'm trying to keep it all in order. <laughs> it's been a lot of years. Um, after I should have written this down. After I worked for Art Clokey, I oh I guess I went to LA pretty soon after that. I started working on Robot Chicken. Uh, and I worked on Moral Oral and um, it was, I think sometime around there that I got the job on Coraline. And that was a big deal because up until then I'd been working on TV shows. And so working on a feature was, a, was very different uh, because TV shows are, um, you, don't, you don't really get a chance to refine what you're doing. You're working very, very quickly and you're just churning stuff out. Um, and working on Coraline was something with these really nice puppets and we had a lot more time to really make the shots look really nice. And uh, so that was a big deal. Um, then I stopped for a while because I had kids. So it was a bit of a break on the career. I was doing some commercials and stuff. I worked on a couple of the um, Robot Chicken Star Wars specials. And uh, then I shifted my, I, I worked um, I shifted gears a bit and I decided to try doing computer animation and I ended up going to Sydney where they were shooting the Lego Batman movie because it was kind of like stop motion, but it was in CG. So that was really a good segue for me because it was, they wanted it to look like stop motion. Okay. So that was something I knew how to do. Um, but then I was able to learn the computer skills. And uh, so then I, I worked on that for a while and I, ended up working just most recently in London on uh, a feature film called Ron's Gone Wrong, which was supposed to be released already, but has been pushed and pushed because obviously it's a pandemic and you can't go to the theater. Yeah. So it's supposed to come out and yeah, <laughs> supposed to come out in October. Um, it's gonna be distributed by Disney. Um, and oh, so cool. that was, that's, that's also in computer, but now that was even more difficult for me because that had all the facial animation and all the stuff that you didn't have in Lego Batman. So that was a real change, uh, very challenging. Um, and then now I'm back in LA and I'm animation director on a series. It's in stop motion again. So I'm back to my roots. And uh, it's, uh, it's a show called Santa Inc. It's for HBO Max. It's got Seth Rogen oh, nice. by Ali Rushfield. Nice. That's awesome. So now we're up to date. <laughs> Sorry, I should have written that down. <laughs> no, okay. no, that was great. Uh, no, it was, it was awesome. So this, the thing you're working on now, uh, are you actively working on it or is it uh, wrapping up? Like uh, when is it coming out? I'm in pre-production on it. Um, okay. Currently working remotely, which is weird. But mm -hmm. uh, when we start shooting, I'll have, to, I'll have to be there in person. Okay. Like what, what attracted you to stop motion animation in the first place? 
you know, it's one of those things that I, I always really liked it, but I didn't think about it being something that you could do when I was little. You know, in some people, maybe when they were the little, they thought I'll do that as a job, but it didn't even occur to me that it was something that people <laughs> did. I don't know. It's like when you're a kid, you think of things as being like magic or right. um, so it, it didn't, I didn't like sink in until I watched, uh, I went in high school, I went, do you remember the Spike and Mike festival? Mm-mm. You never, you guys never went to a Spike and Mike? No, no, I don't remember. Okay. Well, now I feel really old. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a festival that uh, used to, they used to take um, animated, short animated films. And it, it was sort of a great way for animation artists to get their stuff seen because they were all packaged into like an hour and a half. You went to the theater and you watched them all. And uh, one of the shorts that was in there was Creature Comforts. You guys, you've seen that, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds the Ardman one where they took real audio of humans that they interviewed on the street, and then they they took uh, animated animals that mm-hmm. were saying they were doing the dialogue <laughs> of the people, mm-hmm. which is it was it was really great. It's one of my favorites, and uh, it was just really inspiring. So, I guess when I saw that, I, I kind of it was I, that was sort of a I fell in love with it, and I wanted to do it. Gotcha. How, how old were you when you uh, saw that? If you don't mind me asking. Well, that was high school. So, I mean, I don't remember exactly what age, but somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it was in high school. That's all I can remember. I don't okay. remember exactly the year, but. Yeah. yeah. So, so in high school, you, you kind of fell in love with animation and that's what you kind of wanted to go that route. Well, yes, I kind of fell in love with it, but I did, I still didn't really think about this is something that I could go to school and study. Um, so I, I got this idea that I wanted to go to film school and because uh, I was actually, do you remember the movie The Freshman with Matthew Broderick? <laughs> Did you yep. ever see that one? Okay, yep, that one you've yep. seen. I saw that and I, he was in NYU film school and he was in class and I was like, oh, that's really awesome. I want to do that. <laughs> so I I applied and I got in and I, and I went. Um, and when I was there, that was when I discovered the animation department. And it was one of those things that I, I just, I kind of thought it was an, what was neat about it was when you're making an animated film, you were kind of, you could kind of be, do everything yourself. You know, I wasn't very good about, you know, coordinating this huge production with a bunch of people doing a live action shoot. It was something that I could just sort of have my little set and do the, uh, do everything. And that just appealed to me. Um, but I will say that I was not very good at animation. Like the stuff that I did in college, I mean, I made a film and, you know, we showed it in a festival. Um, it actually opened at a festival in the Hamptons that uh, Steve Buscemi also had a film in. Oh, that's um, cool. But it really wasn't that good of a film. <laughs> so I don't know how that happened. It Somehow it happened. Um, but honestly, is it on the internet? Was, no, no, I never put no. it on the internet. This is before the internet was like a thing. <laughs> <Thank goodness. laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't very good. So... I mean, I, I will admit that now, but the thing is, what's great about being young and naive is you don't know you're bad. So you keep doing something and you get better <laughs> yeah. at it. And that's great because now I'm old enough that if I start something new, if it doesn't look good, I just quit and I give up, but I didn't quit. And so <laughs> I, working on Deathmatch was my, that was my, you know, my grad school. That was everything. I learned a lot. That's awesome. 
I love love that show. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. amazing. It shaped like all like, her childhoods. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, I mean, the animations in general were just so fun. Like just like seeing like their heads bashed in. I remember like Prince getting <laughs> rings, and, you know, like nipple rings and stuff just getting pulled out. Uh, was I gonna say it's my first day of work? Uh, you know, I wasn't. I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure if I was gonna fit in with all of this. You know. <laughs> wrestling stuff um and uh the my first shot was uh it was oprah winfrey and um rosie o'donnell i think and i think oprah's on the ground and rosie stomps on her and i made her eyeballs pop out and then i had her reach and put them back in <laughs> and the director came in and he watched it and he said i'm not sure if we're allowed to do that i'm gonna have to run it by you know standards and practices and it was funny because my very first shot almost was like too graphic to make it on the air but <laughs> but they did they put it in it was fine it wasn't in the end i mean they did way worse stuff so it was, yeah. it was no yeah, big yeah. deal but it was just funny that that was my first shot gave him the idea <laughs> how long does it actually take to make like a like a shot uh well i guess it depends on the length of the shot and the complexity of the shot and whether you're doing something in television or in feature because you're either shooting it uh on ones or on twos so that's uh that's hard to say i mean on uh on robot chicken we shot about 7 to 10 seconds a day but on coraline we shot maybe two seconds a day or something like that oh wow. so it's a it's wow. quite a difference in the in the amount that you shoot and how how many people are involved in that like because like in a normal drawing animation you know they have like filler artists and, and so forth so how, how does that work with the the stop animation uh well with stop motion you usually have say like 20 animators on like 30 stages or something like that, maybe 40 stages. Cause you, you always have a stage that's being set up and lit and then the animator moves onto that stage and does some shots. Um, but when you're in there animating, I mean, you're, it's one of the things I really like about it. It's cause it's, it's really like, uh, it's like live action, but on a small scale and you're, you're in control of all of it. You're doing everything. So there's not somebody in there who's changing anything that you do, which is very unlike working in computer animation because, you know, I do a shot there and then you have a room full of people who are like, change that, don't do that. I don't think that's a good idea. And you're constantly changing it. You go back, you redo it, you do it again. It's a very different process. Yeah, that's crazy. Like you, you have patience of, of steel. Like you would work an entire day just for 10 seconds on robot chicken. That's, that's so crazy to think about. And is that, is that like, is that one, is that 10 seconds per animator? Is that the entire production? Yeah. No, 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 that's per animator. That's per okay. animator. And that's a that's good right. day, 10 seconds. That's if you just have like dialogue, you know, if yeah. you have a lot of characters in action, it's going to be smaller. So that's, that's why you average out. You could have a slow day. That's like five seconds, you know? Gotcha. Now, when you're like doing robot chicken, would like a group of you do like one, like one of the, the segments at a time, or were you guys all working on one episode? Like how's, how do they break up like the workload for that kind of thing? Well, if you're lucky, you can get uh, like a whole little back and forth because then you get sort of like a little section that's yours. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you're not always able to get that. So that's sort of always every animator's, you know, wish is to get that. Um, sometimes they break it up by uh, the cameras facing this way, all these shots facing this way you do and all the shots facing this way on another set, another animator will do because that's a faster way to shoot it. So then you'll end up having every other shot in a sequence. 
So, I mean, it, it really just depends on how many sets they have of it, how fast they need to shoot it, whether or not you're going to get the whole sequence or just some shots in it. Are, are, are you like kind of filling somebody else's vision? Like is somebody else like drawing these things and telling you, uh, like kind of giving you the, like, is, are, are, yeah, are they giving you direction or, cause it, you, you said it's kind of a thing you get to do yourself, but like, is it, how, how much, um how much of like, are, is a director or writer, like kind of coaching what's going on while you're doing that? Well, uh, so it depends on the, I mean, you have a director, so somebody is telling you what to do, but the level of how much, uh, of influence they have over it really kind of depends on how much time you have on a feature film you go in for a meeting with the director you talk about what they want in the shot it, just like a director would talk to an actor saying these are the emotions they're feeling this is what she has to do this is you know all of these things then you go away and you do a block which is you know you animate it just like um every eight frames you do a, a you do a, a pose and so that is, uh, then you take that back to the director and it's sort of like your pitch. Like, this is how I, th I think I'm gonna do this shot. Um, and so the director says, I like that, that's great, do that. Or the director says, no, nah, you know, I don't like this or can you change that? So either you go back and you do a rehearsal again or you shoot it for real. But that's a chance for there to be a back and forth. On a TV series that's more low budget, you know, the director's going to come in and tell you all that stuff that they want. And then you're not going to have time to do a rehearsal. So you're just going to go and you're going to do it. And then for the most part, they're probably going to say, okay, and take it. Uh, if it's really horrible, they'll make you reshoot it. But usually time-wise, you can't really reshoot a lot. So there's, you know, kind of is what it is. So Gotcha. Are you working hand in hand also with like someone separate that that makes the models that that you're working with? Uh, yeah. How does that work off? Of? There are uh, there are puppet people who make the puppets. There are set fabricators who make all of the sets and the props. And yeah, I don't I don't make anything. I just break it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Uh, I know Robot Chicken was like more action figure type toys and, and Coraline was like more like, were they full size puppets? Like, uh, or are they larger? Were they still smaller? And then like stuff like Celebrity Deathmatch and the PJs was claymation. So like, it's kind of all over the place, right? Uh, for, or does it really not matter for... Well, actually, the only clay that they had on any of that stuff, most of it was all foam latex bodies. The Celebrity Deathmatch had um, clay heads uh, so we were able to sculpt that, but the rest of the body was not clay. So it was just, oh, okay. it was just the head that was clay, um, which was actually very heavy. So if we had to fly them, we had a, we had like a soft plastic one that was kind of carved out of foam that we would use to fly them because then the, it wouldn't be so heavy on the rig. Um, but otherwise everything else I've done, it's not any, there's not any clay at all. Um, okay. And the Coraline puppets are like, like that big, I guess. Okay. So a little bit bigger than like the stuff from about chicken. Because the stuff um, like not, are... yeah, not by much. They're they're okay. really no. I mean, yeah, I guess slightly, but not not by too much. I mean, it's not like a huge. Most most productions are operating in a similar scale, so it's not it's not wildly different. So, um, what what would you say is like the most important skill to have as an animator in like in stop motion? Like, what's 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 the what's like <laughs> what's like one thing that that if you focused on that, um, like you're you're gonna you're gonna do pretty well as far as like like the in the craft of it. Uh, to pick one thing, uh, I guess timing, timing is everything. Um, you know, if you, 
if the general motion is good, then I mean, that's, uh, that's huge. So um, if you can convey the acting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So when you're actually setting up like the, the scenes and doing the scenes, do you have people like using the dialogue? Like, are they acting out the scenes for you? Cause I'm assuming you're just moving the, the figures, like take the picture, move a figure, take a picture. But do you have like people like actually doing like the, the voice work so you can kind of get a feel for it? Well, um, voices are always recorded beforehand. Mm -hmm. uh, I say that, but I did work on a project where we didn't have time to get the final voices. So we had scratch voices, which is just like, you know, a temporary actor. And then they actually recorded the dialogue to our animation, but that's not a normal thing to do. Normally you, you always have the dialogue recorded. Okay. And as far as um, video reference, um, definitely on a feature film, you pretty much always shoot video reference of, uh, of what, you know, of what you're going to do, because that's very helpful for the timing and everything. Um, you can either shoot yourself or you can shoot somebody else who's a, you know, a better actor maybe. Um, but I strongly believe in video reference for sure. Um, it's not necessarily the director that's going to act it out for you. It could just be yourself. Okay. That's interesting. And do you use like a lot of storyboards? I know like traditional animation uses like storyboards uh, with the stop motion animation also use something similar or? Yeah, so the process is um, you have your script, then you have the people record the dialogue. Then you take that to a storyboard artist who draws all the storyboards. Then the editor puts those together with the dialogue and the sound. So it's it's almost like a 2D animated film of all the storyboards. And so you get that, you get the animatics. So you you have, yeah, you have storyboards, you have the timing. That's you're definitely that's which that's how you know what to do. Gotcha. Okay. Have they actually made any anything like um technology wise that's like helped you um made life easier for for the stop motion since since you started, right? Oh, totally. Yes. Um, there's the dragon frame software. That's, uh, that's everybody uses industry standard. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it, there's, you can put in your, your live action video underneath your, what you're shooting. You can go back and forth. You can control motion control with the camera. You can, uh, it can handle like green screen situations and and clean passes and i mean it's it's uh it's amazing everybody uses it so definitely the technology has come very far in that so what would be like your dream franchise to work on i know you've done so much already but is there like any like anything you would want to do as like an animator uh that's a good question i mean i I've worked at Leica, which was cool. Um, I don't know if, let's see. I It would be cool to work at Ardman, which I haven't done. Uh, I was just over in London, but then um, when I was when I was available, they were actually all shut down because of the pandemic. So um, I don't know, I guess I want to make my own thing. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. What, uh, are you working towards that? Are you looking to like direct or animate? Like what would you do for like, your own thing? Yeah, no, I'd like to, I'd like to direct. I'd like to come up with something uh, okay. on my own. I'm, I, that's why I'm moving into being an animation director and mm -hmm. trying awesome. to work, trying to move out of the, I mean, I, I, I love animating, but it's a, uh, it's a real grind uh, for <laughs> stop motion, especially the, you know, just I'm getting older and <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I enjoy uh, mentoring students and helping, you know, junior animators, and I find that fun. So I I think it's good to sort of segue into that kind of a position. 
is there a specific genre that you feel yourself attracted to of a, a type of movie you're saying yeah because like i mean you, you've done some of the quirky stuff with like robot chicken Coraline, more more kid kid oriented and kind of creepy uh, <laughs> that kind of scared me <laughs> i like comedies for adults and i mean not necessarily like so adult that it has to be like sausage party but um <laughs> i i i do in general that's 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 more more something that i enjoy which is why i thought this santa inc was a good show because it's a it's a comedy and it's it's for adults not kids right yeah, you said it has seth rogan in it so that's that's like yeah. a dream yeah <laughs> so you, you can imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are some of the uh, the like? Have you actually worked with like real actors? I know you said they record their audio uh, beforehand, so you don't really get to work with those type of people. Or how, how is that? I work? mean, I get to meet them sometimes when they come okay. by, which is which is fun. Um, but uh, normally, the the when they're recording the voices, they are that happens before you get there, so you don't really get to the see them so much. Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> So Seth Green doesn't just like show up and he's like, this is a horrible five seconds of animation. He just tears all the, the clay apart. <laughs> no, he's a really nice guy, actually. Um, Seth is, what was great about Seth is that he actually, most of the time you get a director who has never been an actor themselves, but mm. Seth was different in that he's an actor. So when he was directing Robot Chicken episodes, it was great because he would do, he actually did a bunch of video reference. He would act out everything. And so you had, <laughs> you had great reference. So that's, you don't usually get that. So that was really good. Uh, love to see those. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, I mean, I, I never copied, I don't have them unfortunately. Right, right. So I could never, I could never secretly release them even if I wanted to. <laughs> it seems like some really good uh, extra features for like a DVD box set release. Yeah. yeah they should have put crazy. that on there. That would have been good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, any funny stories about any of the people you've worked with that might be, uh, might be funny for us at least. Maybe anything mm. goofy or anything wonky with some, some toys. Oh man, I should have thought about this ahead of time. I'm always bad about remembering these things. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, did anything crazy happen? Because I know, like uh, Kyle said, the Coraline stuff was pretty creepy. So I can just imagine you setting up a doll in like a creepy pose, just messing with someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just starts animating itself and it's like, Ooh. yeah, no, I'm, that would be a great story if that happened. Uh, <laughs> in fact, it would make my job very easy if they would just animate themselves. It would be, that'd be great. Uh, I'm trying to think of something really crazy that happened. Uh, if you don't have anything, don't worry about it. I, was, I mean, I've nothing. I mean, I've broken puppets and things, but you know, it's <laughs> nothing that crazy. I've been working in computer a lot lately, so that's what's freshest in my mind. And we, for the last year, because the pandemic, we've been working from home. So yeah. you know very few good stories when you're isolated yeah. at home it's just yeah <laughs> so like you, you did mention that you would like to see them like animate themselves i mean the computer animation it, it has to be a lot easier than actually working with physical like models and dolls and puppets i mean do you like you know, that you would you would think that like i it's funny it's funny how much stop motion and computer animation people don't understand each other very well. I mean, okay. I think people who work in computer always have a lot of respect for stop motion. Like it's, you know, it must be, it's very hard what you do. I could never do it. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's all this straight ahead animation. But the truth is 
having, and maybe that's just because I come from stop motion as my base. I found stop motion easier than working in the computer. I always had this idea that, well, it can't be that hard because once you program it in, you can just, you know, copy your walk cycle and it's all this stuff's in there and it's got to be easy, but it's, it's really not. It's really, actually, I have a lot of respect because it's very, it's very difficult. You go in and there's so many controls in the face. There's all these little things that you have to move around so you really have to you have to know your stuff. There's there's squashing and stretching, which is stuff that you can't do in stop motion. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, they're both they're very different ways to think, very different ways to work, and um, I think they're both very hard in their own ways. So I have, I have respect for artists on either side. Do you see a big difference in like the the culture in those two two groups of uh, artists? Definitely, very much so. Um, I, I feel like in the computer animation, um, I think it's, I, so stop motion kind of draws a very weird kind of person and I'm one of them. So I don't mean this to be, uh, you know, like, a, I'm not, I'm not talking down to them. I'm, I'm at that level. Um, but it, you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to do it. Cause it's not a, it's, it's not a high paying job. It's not an easy job. It's uh you just, I don't know, you just have to be, and a lot of people who work in it, I think it's, you have a lot of people who have ADD because um, it's the kind of thing where you need to hyper-focus. The misconception about ADD is that you can't focus at all, but you have to be able to like hyper-focus on something and just, you know, do it over and over all day long and in your, and be socially isolated you know you have no windows you are in a dark curtained off space all day every day so you know people are a little bit nuts in a in the same way um i i feel like they're my people i really enjoy working with stop motion people they're they're very fun um people who work in computer animation they're also fun because they're animators but they're just different because i feel like they're maybe more social because they work you know in these large rooms with other people and um also, because they sit at a computer all day, I think that there's more people work out more and they care about trying to keep their health up after. I felt like the people were surprisingly very healthy. You know, you think sitting at a computer all day is something that would be, but I, I feel like a lot of people really kind of cared about that. I feel like in stop motion, you're just too tired and exhausted at the end of the day. So there's no, you're not going to the gym on the after work or anything. Do you, um, do you have any other hobbies or anything that you like to do outside of your work? Well, I like to, well, I did like to travel a lot, but that's not something that can really happen right now. Um, I re, I'm really into photography. Did you do like cons when, uh, before the pandemic, would you go around to like different uh, conventions and, and stuff like that or not really? I've been to Comic-Con a few times. Okay. That's my only, oh, actually I also went to, uh, because we had done the um, Star Wars special we were invited to the uh star wars convention they had like a star wars convention in la okay. um and uh it was uh, i think it was on like may 4th or something mm -hmm. um i had a i had a vip badge actually and it was pretty exciting because i remember i was sitting at one of the the events they had and um i was sitting next to um Oh, who's the name? The lead singer of the go-go's her name's like jane weedlin i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin her name she probably hopefully not watching. Anyway, she was there <laughs> sitting next to me, which was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So those are the only conventions I've been to. But you say you do uh, photography as a hobby. Okay. Yeah. I, I like, I, yeah, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. I really like it. Uh, that's cool. 
So you said um you said you have uh you, you had a couple of mentors uh when when you were coming up. Um, I didn't actually really have. Oh, I'm getting stuff wrong. I didn't. Uh, I I like to be a mentor at this point, but um, I never I never really had somebody who was particularly a mentor officially. But I mean, I would say I was really lucky to work with some really amazing people that I learned a lot from, like Anthony Scott mm-hmm. and. Uh, Eric Clayton. I mean, these are people that are just like they'll blow you away how good they are. Cool. So you got you, you got a lot out of working with those guys. Then. Yeah, that was kind of the best thing about Coraline was that I was uh, was just surrounded by people who had worked on amazing things, and I, I was really in awe. I really admired what they had done. So that was, you know, intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Have you ever had any problems like um, like uh, I, I know like animation was predominantly dominated by men. Like, have you ever had any problems of being like a woman, like trying to get into that field where people like ever like being sexist towards you or just giving you like uh, really bad like uh, like vibes and, and whatnot? Um, you don't want to get me started on that because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on for a very long time about it. Um, I mean, the thing is, is I started working in the late 90s. I mean, the entertainment industry is bad. And then um, animation is, I think, even worse. And then stop motion is particularly bad or was. I think things are changing, but it's it's a slow evolution. So I have I have plenty of stories, but I guess that's one of the things where I, I don't want to publicly share them. <laughs> but I'll just, I will say that it, it, it was, it, it, it was very difficult to be, I mean, one of the problems also is just that if you're like, I was on a, a crew, I was an, an animation team once and I was the only female on the team. And it's the kind of environment where nobody has to do anything where they're specifically being sexist, but you are automatically different than everybody else. So they'll go out and be like, we're going to do like this male bonding thing. And you're just not invited just because it's weird. And so it's not like somebody was thinking about it or doing it on purpose. It's just that when I'm on a team where it's 50-50 men and women, it's so much more comfortable. And I, I don't know how to explain it. It's not, like, it's not like I have specific women things I have to talk about all the time, but there is this balance to it that you don't feel excluded and it just makes a huge difference. And I like when there is um, when people are creating their teams, when they think about that and they make sure to make it more balanced, it makes a huge difference. So I'm very conscientious right now. We're putting together a team on our show, and it's it's very important to me that it ha- that we have a lot of women on the on the team. No, that's, that's cool. Really, that's awesome. That makes, yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Because like uh, with one of our other interviews that we had, he he said like the the women in the animation industry. This was uh, early '90s. Uh, they they were treated a lot 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 worse than men. They got way, like uh, a lot worse wages and, and stuff like that. So I was wondering if you had similar situations since you're a little bit later. Well, yeah. I mean, my one of my first days at MTV, I was sitting next to a guy. We had the same exact experience level. We were the same age. We were freshly out of college. You know, we both had a job before this one, and we started talking about our wages. And he was literally being paid three times as much as I was. Oh my God. That's outrageous. That's yeah. so ridiculous. Oh, no, I Jesus. was, I was livid. I was so upset, but I mean, part of that also was me being an idiot when I first, you know, I got out of college and it was just exciting to I don't, just get money just felt exciting. <laughs> so, you know, I pretty much said yes to almost anything someone offered me, but um, without thinking I'd been working, doing a, you know, like assistant, like just this really low paying job. And when I was talking to the producer at, 
deathmatch, they said, uh, how much are you making now? And like an idiot, I said what I was making. And then she said, that's great. That's what we're going to pay you. And that was it. Like the, the conversation <laughs> oh was done. And then I was like, what did I just do? So, I mean, part of that is, is my fault, but you know, that's how you learn. Yeah. God, that's crazy. Do you have an, an agent now or, uh, or do you, uh, I don't, I don't have an agent. Like do animators normally get agents? Okay. You get an agent if you start, uh, like directing and you would probably get an agent for jobs like that. Or if you're doing independent work, like you're doing commercials or something and you need that, but just for doing animating on a series or a movie, you don't generally need an agent. Although I like the idea of somebody negotiating for me. <laughs> Fair enough. So what, what would you prefer, like uh, TV or movies or even other stuff? I mean, have you done like video game animation and stuff like that or not really? You know, I've never done video game animation. Okay. Um, I'm not, I don't actually, I don't play a lot of video games. So um, I don't think I would be a good candidate for it because I feel like you should be passionate about what you're working in. This is just because I, I think video games would be fun. But if I started that, I would get addicted and I wouldn't stop. So I pretty much <laughs> just don't play it for that reason. Not to put it down. Like, it's not a bad thing. I just, I have to, I have other, I have kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, if I had to have a, if I had to say my preference, I, I do prefer working in features because you get to perfect your art more. So, I mean, it's just, it's more fun to be given the time and the tools you need to make something look really nice rather than, you know, having to sort of turn it out. But the fun part of working in series work is that there's also less pressure. So, you know, you kind of have, you have more control because you're doing it really fast. So nobody's going to like change what you're doing. And so, I mean, you know, they each have their pros and cons. Now, is there still like a lot of like stop motion work and all? Because we we're talking previously in our, our pre-show, we, we haven't really seen like any like stop animation work in a long time. It's like, is it a, like a dying art you would say, or it's just people aren't doing it anymore? Actually, there is so much work right now that oh, really? uh, we're having a lot of trouble finding animators for our project. That's there's, there's so much work. There are three features being shot in Portland right now that are going to be on two of them are going to be on Netflix. There is a feature gearing up at Ardman. There is a feature gearing up in France. I mean, there's, there's lots of that. And then the studio I'm working at, they have like <laughs> three or four series in production right now, simultaneously that are happening. So it's a, uh, there's, there's actually a lot of work. So maybe you're not seeing it now, but in a year when all these things come out, you're you're going to be <laughs> oversaturated with it. No, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It always comes in waves. It's always been like that, where there were years where it's like it was really hard to find work. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, you, you know, asking you too much work. Yeah, yeah. Work. Yeah. It's just it's always like that. You always have like three things to choose from or nothing. It's never like <laughs> do them back to back. Never happens. Where should a an aspiring uh, stop motion animator like where do you start like what what would be your advice to get it to get their feet wet? Well, first of all, if you're starting in stop motion now, you are so much luckier than when I started in stop motion because <laughs> the technology is there that you easily buy. I mean, they have apps on your phone that are are pretty amazing. They're free. There's a free stop motion app. You get, uh, you can even, you can download a version. <clears throat> you download it on one, two phones. One of your phones is your, like your camera and your other one, you can, you can do the you know, shooting and all that. Hmm. Um, you can operate it remotely, which is amazing because you can just practice animation anywhere you are, anytime without any fancy equipment. So that right there is already huge. And I would say, just start doing something 
every day and you start doing simple things where you just, you know, you take an object and you just slide it along and then you practice maybe a, a downshooter. You do like a bouncing ball with something on the table. You take like a coin or something and you just keep building up. And if you keep doing something every day, you'll get better and you'll just, you'll start to learn, you'll figure out what's good and what's not. And so that's really all it is. It's just, it's just practice. Do uh, your, your kids, do they do like stop motion like that for fun? Or do you like try and like do that as fun with them? That seems like it'd be something cool. I would do with my son. So, well, they thought it was cool at first. And I thought that was really <laughs> exciting that we would be able to do stop motion together. And then when they realized how much work it was and how much patience you <laughs> needed, they kind of got bored with it and were like, I'm done with this. I'm hoping that as they, when they get a little older, that they'll, they'll be able to get back into it and do it. I don't want to push it too much because then yeah. I feel like then they'll hate it. So yeah, I want them to come to it when they, when they want. <laughs> do they get like super stoked when, the, when they're like, Oh, mommy like worked on Coraline and like, you know, they see like the movie or something. Yeah, they, they do actually, which is cool awesome. that they, you know, as they get older, they have more of an awareness. So now when we watch a movie, they like to, they like to see my name in the credits and that's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. What's like the most fulfilling part of, of doing like these types of animation for you? Um, you know, it's, it's such a rush that you get when you, I, I mean, I know how to explain it. It's just, you take something and at the beginning of the day, it's just a puppet there. And at the end of the day, it's, it's emoting in a way that people watch it and they, they laugh or they, you know, it's, it's just doing things that are very complex. And I, I don't know. I just feel such satisfaction that there's this, this kind of like, it's, it's, tedious when you're doing it and it can feel kind of boring but then you get this sort of like dopamine rush I guess when you when you accomplish it and and people watch it and that makes you do it again and again I guess that's how people get through the tediousness of it it's it just feels really good I just really enjoy it I think it's really fun I think it's kind of interesting that you you go from like the trying like so hard to bring something to life like that's so tedious and then now you like photography which is one moment captured. So I, th I think it's like interesting how you've kind of shifted there in, in interest. Yeah. I mean, I always, I was always really into photography when I was in high school. I had a, I built a dark room in my closet and I was a yearbook photographer and I, I just really, I really enjoyed capturing. I was always a very quiet, shy person. So I would just kind of sit in the background and I would, would just capture things. I just, that was kind of my way to socialize is to show a picture of something instead of like actually talking to people. Um, so I guess that was naturally how I went into film is that it just became like the pictures were moving. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like both. So I'm not sure. I eventually went into animation, but I could have gone into photography. When I was younger, if you'd asked me when I was in high school, I said I wanted to be a photographer for Life magazine. Hmm. Cool. So, so you worked on some pretty pretty wonky stuff like Deathmatch and Robot Chicken. You ever like show this <laughs> stuff to your family and they're just like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> like, like, it's, it's it's kind of weird. Like, because uh, I was trying to explain it to like my friend, like what Robot Chicken was the other day, and they're just like, "I, I don't get it." <laughs> so I, I can't imagine like showing that to like my parents or something. This is like my life's work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my mom, you know, she. I, I'm sure she didn't really love that. I mean, I can imagine as now that I'm older now and I see the yeah, stuff yeah. my kids are into, I can kind of imagine what that was like for her. She was always very polite about it, but yeah, she probably was not like a huge fan of it. Um, but, you know, I did for Christmas one year, uh, the gift I gave to her was I, I took some of the, we had um, after celebrities had been shot on deathmatch, sometimes the heads would get 
kind of resculpted and used as in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I took two of the heads and I, I remade them into my mom and my stepdad. Oh. And I put them in the audience of an episode. And then I did a photo shoot with them. And so there's a picture of Michael Jackson hugging my mom <laughs> and my stepdad with Madonna. And I, I, uh, I made that and I framed that and I gave that to them. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, if I was an animator like that, I would just do stupid shit like that and just like mess with my friends, just put them in like weird poses with other people. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the great thing about it's harder on other shows to get like people into that. I was actually, um, when I worked on this movie called Disaster, which is um, um very when we talk about like adult comedy like really really like (laughs) you know adult comedy um but uh they put all of us in the show actually every person who was in the crew got sculpted and and made into a character on the show so I did actually get to once be a a character but the only other time that was really possible was deathmatch because we had all those audience people so you could Mm -hmm. just sculpt people whenever you had downtime you could just be sculpting people and stick them in the audience (laughs) <laughs> that's really cool what's some of the uh the crazier things you, you've seen people animate that just like blew your mind like it was like how did you do this like was there anything like that where you just saw something and you just couldn't comprehend how they did it yeah i mean i've i've witnessed some amazing animators for sure i mean one of the things that i always think about is um on Coraline, that sequence that uh eric layton animated the um the ladies singing in the theater do you remember that sequence when she, when they're up on stage, the 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 two ladies are like, you know, they're she's kind of half naked. Do you remember that? Um, <laughs> Is that a kids movie? Yeah, I told you. Coraline's sequ- pretty. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's borderline. It's for okay. eight and up, I would say. Um, but that sequence, the 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 way it was set up, that in front of the stage, there was this like wave machine. It was all this stuff, so you couldn't he had to climb under that and animate and then climb back under to see what he was doing on a monitor that was far away. So he could not be touching the two, which if I'm working, I have to touch the two, I have to. Um, But he was climbing back and forth. So not only did he have that handicap that I would be lost without, but he animated faster than I did. He was so fast. So Hmm. it blew my mind because it's a flawless, it's flawlessly animated. He did it without being at the computer constantly and and he did it really fast so yeah it was one of those things you see that and you're like i should just you know quit my job (laughs) (laughs) now was there ever like a time you animated something you thought oh this is perfect this is the the best i've ever done and then like seth green just like totally shits on it like no this is trash this is terrible like what are you doing like ever got in those situations? You really want me to tell like a, you really want me to divulge <laughs> that Seth Green is secretly an asshole. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a um, secret. He's really not though. He's really no, not. He's a sweet guy. Yeah, he's a very we, sweet we guy. We want the dirt on Seth. Not not him in particular, but just like something you've worked on, put your soul into and just, just got stomped out of you. Well, I mean, I had, to, I will say that as you go through the industry, you have to learn to let go of your personal attachment to a shot and you have to not take things personally which in the beginning I definitely took a lot of things very personally and I and I that was that was really tough for me because I mean nobody ever was like this is shit (laughs) but I mean I definitely have had shots that you know they didn't go over as well as I would have hoped but um it's one of those things that I'm I'm much better about now I can go in with a shot and the director can say, I don't like this. I don't like this. Change this. And I, 
I'm like, okay. And I go and I change it. So, I mean, it's not to say that I don't feel some disappointment inside, but it doesn't crush me in the way that it did when I was younger. I've definitely gotten much tougher. Yeah. I feel like that industry you have to be pretty tough with just because like, like you spend all day doing 10 seconds of work and uh, you can't really like put your whole heart and soul into it because it's just 10 seconds at the end of the day, which is, it's crappy about it. Well, that's one of the things that you have to, that's one of the differences between stop motion and CG is that in stop motion, like I said, most of the time you embrace the flaws because you'll mm-hmm. have things you're like, I wish I didn't do that or that. And they haunt you sometimes because all <laughs> you can see when you watch it are those stupid little things you did. But at the end of the day, it's still all yours and it's in the movie and it's, it's, you know, it's fine. But in computer animation, like you, the people are, they'll, they'll change everything, you know? So it's, you, you can't be attached to anything. It's going to be completely, they're going to pick it apart. All right. Well, we're getting close to that hour mark. Uh, do you guys have any more questions for Sarah? Uh, I hear screaming in the background too. That's my kid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, you know, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on. I really enjoyed listening to what you had yeah, to say about everything. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm sorry. I should have been more prepared with my. You're great. You're, you're more great. prepared than we are. So <laughs> I'm always terrible though. People always say something like, Oh, tell us a funny thing that happened or a story. And that's when I, I just, just freeze. Go, I do. I'm like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, nothing <laughs> funny has ever happened. I'm sure a million <laughs> things have, but we, we can do a tell all on uh, Seth Green a little later if you want. <laughs> you really want that, don't you? <laughs> we want the dirt on Seth Green. I was just hoping for something because I know he's a sweetheart. I know he's a really sweet, a really sweet guy. I've seen his interviews, like, but I was just hoping for something. Like he's just a, an asshole. It just <laughs> I, I, I want him to come in with a Napoleon complex. <laughs> I've met some celebrities who've turned out to be very disappointing and assholes in person, but Seth Green is not one of those people. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's always really cool when I see him in interviews and all. Yeah, he's, he's exactly that way. He's yeah. exactly the same way off camera. So he's, yeah. he's the same. <laughs> I, I feel like when he's there, you're just laughing the entire time. Like you just can't help yourself from laughing because everything he's doing is funny or he's making jokes or just being lovable and charming. Like I just feel like he's always, <laughs> on, he's always like acting on camera kind of thing. He's Yeah, he's a fun guy. Now, Jim Henson, on the other hand, like he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I, I mean, speaking of funny stories, I guess, uh, I, I had Seth Green over for dinner once and oh. uh, we had um, uh, raclette. Do you ever do, have you ever had raclette? It's like a French thing no. where you melt the cheese yourself and then you put it on potatoes and everything. Okay. Well, anyway, we did that, but it requires a special grill and you, you have to be careful with it as we discovered because we left the dining room we went into the living room and then Seth went to go to the bathroom but then he came back in a second later and he said your your table's on fire (laughs) (laughs) and it had the the thing that was really hot the heating element I guess somebody had put a napkin down too close to it and it had caught fire and and my table was on fire so we had to we had to put it out but um you know, it's possible that Seth set the fire you know I mean if you want a bad story I mean (laughs) Maybe he tried to burn my house down. Yeah, I don't know. We'll cut, he might we'll cut maybe it he where like he, he stuck away. It's like this cheese <laughs> is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. He might be a secret pyromaniac. I don't know. That could be your big scoop. <laughs> this isn't 100% French cheese. I'm burning this fucker down. 
Now, are you plan on like working with him again? I mean, I don't think Robot Chicken's still in production, is it? Are they still shooting more of it, or has he got like side projects? Robot Chicken is now? actually still in production. Oh, really? If you can awesome. it, it's still going. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's been around forever at this point. But he's, you know, he's one of the people who owns the the studio, so he's sort of oh, okay. somewhat involved in a lot of things. And actually, I think he's working on a a show of his own something stop motion. I don't know a lot about it and I don't want to spill the beans. So um, (laughs) say that, yes, there will be more. um, And yes, we're at the same studio. So hopefully when there's not so much COVID around, I'll see him in person. Well, Sarah, I definitely appreciate you coming on. It's been a blast. I, uh, yeah, this is so cool. Like we never got to speak to a stop motion animator before. So this is our our entire (laughs) night. Yeah. You you, got to come back on when you, uh, once you direct your first film. Yeah. Yeah, that'd definitely. Be awesome. I I look forward to that. Yeah, I want to hear about <laughs> Seth Rogen being an asshole. I want to know all the dirt about Seth Rogen. <laughs> I haven't met him personally yet, yeah. but again, I don't think he's an asshole either. No. No, he's, he's probably another sweetheart. No, like yeah, he's he's probably a fantastic. No, guy. and Sarah Silverman is a voice too, and I'm looking forward. Oh, to that's awesome! Her. I love Sarah she's Silverman. Nice. She yeah. seems awesome. She seems really awesome. So I look forward yeah. to meeting her. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for uh, coming out tonight, and uh, yeah, have a good night. Yeah, thank awesome. you so much. Okay, you thank you again, sir. Thanks. Actually, one one more thing: is there anything you want to blast, like Twitter, your websites, anything you wanted to share on the uh, the internet for people to find you, find more of your work? I mean, I have an Instagram page where I I've, I've been bad lately about putting stuff, but I was trying to uh, archive all of the stuff that I've worked on and put, uh, you know, hopefully interesting stuff to people who are curious about the behind the scenes of stop motion particularly students. Uh, so that's just my name. That's the Sarah underscore Dus underscore Godemar. Um, that's my name on Instagram. <laughs> I like that you have to like really think hard about it. It's so You need to search my name. <laughs> <laughs> you just Google my name. You'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> as always, we're the WWSD podcast. You can like and follow us on most major streaming platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, plus every other major streaming service. You can check out our website at podcast.wwsd.info if you'd like to financially support us you can check out our patreon and subscribe for as little as three dollars a month and get access to exclusives such as our private discord different tiers will have different access to different content such as never before seen scenes dialogue and episodes no thank you uh, that was really good uh, do I leave the meeting now? Or we just do oh, that because we're cutting the end of the. <laughs> well, now this is all going to be part of it. So, like, do I do I leave, or then I just I just I say goodbye and then I do that awkward thing where you just stay here. Then <laughs> this is the part where we usually talk trash about you. Just no, no. oh no no no. That's no, okay. No, I should have no, like no, made no. the camera go black. I think I was gone, and then I just listen in. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're great and all. Like, we really do okay. appreciate everything. So yeah, you can stay or, or leave. We're not telling you one <laughs> way or the other. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I just okay. I just didn't know how that, that was like just the recording, yeah. and then we were gonna like you know yeah. <laughs> off the yeah. record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no after party or anything. So. <laughs>